Well, welcome to this episode of The Authentic Advisor, which discusses and debates the hot topics impacting business advisors globally. My name's James Mason. I'm joined today by Jacqueline Watson, who is the Director of Marketing at Henderson Loggie, based in Scotland, to talk about what's cutting through with regards to marketing strategies and shifts for advisory firms. So welcome, Jacqueline. Thanks, James. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, th thank you. Yeah, well, thanks for getting up early to uh, to do this um, today. Much, much appreciated. Um, so I thought a good place to start would be to hear more about yourself, your role and about Henderson Loggie. Yeah, sure. So, um, as you said, I'm the Director of Marketing and Business Development at Henderson Loggie. And we are one of the leading independently owned um, chartered accountants and business advisors in, in Scotland. And uh, I also have an additional role, um, which is I'm a consultant in our consulting team. And together with our managing partner, David Smith, um, we run business leader groups, which are powered by, by Mindshop. And we run those uh, across Scotland. And I also deliver um, strategy days and, and consultancy to our, our clients as well, um, which is why I've got my expert um, accreditation through, through Mindshop, which I'm, I'm proud to have. And I've uh, worked hard to achieve that as well. So, yeah, so that, that's a sort of overarching view of, of my role. It's kind of split at Henderson Logie, an uh, internal role as my... Uh, and, and somewhat external as well as, as in the business development side, um, but also very externally focused with my consultancy role uh, and the consulting team. Terrific. Um, and uh, I mean, what's the, the size of Henderson Loggie around about in terms of the overall people? Yeah, so we are now up to um, 181, I think, is the latest uh, figure. We've had a bit of a recruitment drive. We've had new uh, graduates and trainees come on board recently. So we're up to about 181 partners and staff wow. uh, at the moment. And we're about a uh, £10 million turnover. Yeah, okay, great. And and I, it'd be an interesting to be able to drive that internally, but also doing the consulting side and the marketing space for for clients as, as well, um, yeah. that, that would, I guess, expose you to a lot of best practice of what's working, what's not. So what, what are some of the things you've seen in terms of shift in this marketing space over the last 10 years? Yeah, there's been a big shift, hasn't there, um, with the kind of boom of, of, of social media and and how that has completely changed the way that we we communicate, um, you know, has, has, has changed everything. And there are massive advantages to that with, you know, the speed at which we can go to market, um, just the immediacy of, of, of marketing is, you know, it's a really exciting, exciting space to be in. Um, and I think, you know, it's, uh, it's really, it, you know, it, brands and businesses can blow up overnight. Um, I, th I think the key to it is how how can they be sustainable? You know, you know that that's that's the part that I'm that I'm in, interested in. Um, it's definitely made made it easier for businesses to trial and test different marketing tactics, um, and and in some ways it's it's less expensive. And, and for some organisations, you know, you're not talking the days before when you'd have massive print campaigns and and trialing different things. You know, you can go and test things really quickly and easily mm. in different target markets, and that's that's you know really it's, it's a, a great a great channel to you to use to do that. Um, but I think also there has been a huge rise in the 
in the personal brand, the rise of the individual, the rise of the attention economy, if you like. Yes. Um, and, and that is is been fascinating to watch. It continues to be fascinating to watch as people come in and go out. Um, and, and, and from that, I think there's also been a community marketing. So people that follow these people that want to find their tribe mm. and you find your tribe and then you want to buy the things that people in your tribe buy. You want to, you know, you want to, um, you want to watch the same things. You want to introduce people to the tribe. We're very tribal, aren't we? It's, well, you know, we, we are. full circle. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's an interesting um, space because I, I agree with you, the personal brand side and that whole authenticity piece has, has been big. Is it something that you've deliberately gone with a, a particular strategy around that to really amplify the individuals within Henderson Logging? And how, how's that gone? Yeah, we've worked really hard on um, working with key individuals on their LinkedIn profiles and and working with them to be the go-to people in their particular industry or sector focus. And mm. that's been really key, key for us. Um, and and it's finding, I guess, you know, people have to be themselves on on social media. They, you know, is that authenticity authenticity piece? Um, and we have to work really closely with people to make sure that they can be themselves, that they feel comfortable, that they feel safe online to be able to be who they want to be. Mm. And uh, we we've worked really hard as one of our key strategies on that kind of personal brand front. And are you getting but a lot of engagement also, with that? Is that you're finding people sort of coming back and forth and, and collaborating, and that's sort of leading to the right type of new business? Yep, absolutely. It takes time, it takes consistency, it takes um, effort, it, it takes, you have to build it as a habit into your daily working life or your weekly working life. And that's where the real shift has to take place. It has to just become part of your job, part of how you work. Um, because without that, it won't work. You, you know, you, you, you have to be conscious of, you know, of continually wanting to, to build that personal brand mm. and I think that that is that that is important I think it's also interesting to see as people move around the job market how I guess how valuable their personal brand may may be mm. um, over time you know that's that's something I've kind of pondered as you're you know working with people um you know and they, they do really well it's just what is the value of that what, what becomes of that? What are you bringing to an organisation with your personal brand? I think is, yeah. is an interesting one. And do you just let it organically come out as to what sort of topics people are talking about, or have you got a, a, a sort of a program of set themes that you'd like people to align to in some of those posts? Yeah, we we'll just work with them really closely on looking at what questions do they get asked from that particular audience group on a regular basis, um, working out you know. Where, where 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 are that audience going? You know, because as much as building your personal brand is about what you post, fifty percent of that should be what you're commenting on. What are you? Who are you engaging mm. with? So fifty percent should be your time posting. Fifty percent should be your time commenting and and entering other discussions and conversations with people to get that coffee, to get that meeting that might come out of that conversation. Mm. So it's not all about everything that you give out. Um, you know, from your own personal account, it's also just what you're adding to the conversation. I think yes. Is, 
is well, just as important. Well, and, and being constructive as well. I think it seems to be a delicate mm -hmm. balancing act. There seems to be a lot of protagonists out there sort of deliberately going into hot issues or, yeah. or getting into probably a, grey areas around, you know, too heavily into politics or some of the other hot areas. So is, is that any elements of your strategy on that to, to watch out for those things? Or is that just something that's just expected of people? Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Because I know when I hear lots of comments about people saying, you know, LinkedIn's just like Facebook, you know, I, 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 I don't, I, I'm not, I'm off it because it's just like Facebook. But I think everybody has to have a personal responsibility to monitor their own newsfeed and mm. be responsible for what's in your news. You can you can stay connected to people, but be but unfollow them and bring more people that you want to bring into your newsfeed so that you own it. You you make it as relevant to you as you possibly can, rather than just switching off. You you create you curate your newsfeed, which. Mm has challenges because actually you create a bubble of what you see. Mm. Um, so I always try and recommend to people make, you know, keep people in that maybe have a difference of opinion from you because you just, you don't want to be in that bubble where you only have people that agree with you are in your bubble. Um, it's, it's tricky, but I do think you are responsible for your, your feet. So uh, what you see, so curate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, as you said, you know, that personal branding, a big shift and it probably ties to that, that niche focus and specialization mm -hmm. you, you touched on and, and probably that undercurrent of, of storytelling I've seen as a big, big component yeah. as well that seems to have come, come through. And I know in a lot of the posts that you're putting out and a lot of the content that it is heavily around that, that storytelling as well. But yeah. is, is there anything, um, I guess, specific in terms of your marketing strategies or approaches that you're finding is getting the most cut through with prospective or existing customers, if you had to sort of name one or two? Yeah, so definitely around niche marketing. It's been around for a long time, but now more than ever, people are time poor. They are bombarded with messages on a daily basis. So, you know, we, we've worked heavily on that for years, but an example is, you know, we want we, we actually use the Mindshop tools to have a amazing strategy day on how do we become the go-to people for the game sector, the go-to accountants for the game sector in Scotland. Okay. So we ran a full strategy day and then we niche down on different elements within that sector. So university spin-outs, games, university spin-outs, what's a plan, a marketing plan around that? Where do they go? Who influences them? Um, what do they read? What do they watch? Uh, all of those things. And then work a plan around a real niche element, even a niche within a niche. Mm. Um, and people get concerned thinking, if I'm talking to them, I'm ignoring everyone else and everybody else will think I'm ignoring everyone else. Everyone else is so busy and getting bombarded with all other messages. You're only talking to that niche within that niche. Mm, then you point. can jump to another. You can jump to another niche within another niche, um, and only those people will really see those messages. Some people on the edges may see that, but I would doubt very much it would influence them thinking they are now only the games people and mm. it's just, that's certainly not the, the case for us and i think that's really important you mentioned storytelling absolutely fundamental i think to to your marketing strategy and linked to that i think for us as our purpose as an organization we've worked really hard on that um 
you know, what are we doing that will help our clients and staff achieve their potential? Mm. How do we create wealth for the local economy whilst also le leaving a legacy in the communities? And we are using that to what to drive our marketing. What what do people want to know about Henderson Logie? What's our kind of beating heart? Mm. People want to get under the surface of an organisation now less about the corporate chat we are ditching a lot of the corporate speak mm. in our marketing it's human it's our you know our tone of voice has changed i would say quite a, dramatically over the past few years um definitely a more human tone and 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 and, and talking more that human to human level than um, and, and re reducing that level of kind of corporate speak that maybe we would have done a, a number of years ago. Yeah. So combining that in with your niche strategy, um, taking that gaming sector, did you find that you got a lot of new leads coming out of that by going quite niche and, and doubling down on that? Yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, that's that's what you want, you know, mm. that grew our game sector you know, m multiple uh, mm -hmm. times, uh, and in terms of our, uh, our our growth, and and I think we can say we are the go-to firm for uh, for the game sector in Scotland. I think I'm pretty confident we can say that now. Yes, um, and that has been through really niching in on a sector. And you could do that a number of times across your business is just niche in mm. um, and get really close. And your inquiries, your work you know, comes off the back of that. Yeah. No end. No and, end. and you're obviously in your role, uh, I assume you've got, you know, plans in place and you've got a cadence around um, monitoring that and looking at all the data and trying to work out what's working, what's not. I mean, is there a sort of a rhythm that you've got that you're reviewing that quarterly or monthly with the team? And how, how does that sort of process work? Yeah, so in the so we have uh, we use the one page plans and we we monitor that through six weekly catch ups with the teams. So we have a rhythm of six weekly catch ups with the teams, um, monitoring where where they are now, where do they want to be, and how are they going to get there? And um, because it's so niche, you can work on very small lists because you. Are your success is higher you're, because you're, you're you're niching down on a, a, a very small group of individuals. Um, you might be targeted, targeting a slightly larger group, but your maybe more focused list is, is slightly smaller, but your conversion will be so much higher mm -hmm. um, doing it that way. And it's much more manageable um, and it's easier to hold people accountable when mm. it's a, a, a smaller, more focused marketing plan on a page. Yeah. Okay. And are you doing much in regard to referrals in that particular space in, internally? Is that something that you're actively working on as well? Yeah. Um, and a number of years ago, we delivered the referral training to all, I think it was 50 staff, so senior right. members of staff, referral training. Um, so that would touch all the sector groups and all the service groups. And we're actually about to just go into a new... Um, because we've had new members of staff and um, mm -hmm. we're about to go, roll out another series of, of referral training as well just to as a refresher for those that had it and then for those new uh, new members of uh, staff as well yeah great yeah no i thought certainly uh, i think a lot of the firms that we're dealing with um they, they talk about referrals but they're not actively doing a lot of the practical things that that accelerate that around just the education pieces and you know uh, the cross-pollinating of you know actually how to ask for those referrals and what type of referrals they're wanting so it's it's, it's good to hear that you've gone deeper in that particular space 
Um, yeah, we've, we also, we recently, we on the referrals front, we we delivered that recently to our business leader group um, using that. And, and I know off the back of that, our members are now want to take that within their organisations. Um, and as a consulting team, we're practising what we preach. And um, I've actually got a session after this and I'm asking for referrals from our senior team. Oh, fantastic. Um, for, our, for our business leader group as well. So it does work on all fronts. Yeah, yeah, no, great. And is there any particular technologies or social media platforms that you're predominantly using um, when in regard to all the marketing things or anything you're finding dropping off in terms of impact? Um, so we used Facebook heavily, but it's dropping off because um, we used it heavily for graduate recruitment, but graduates are not on Facebook anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, so we are not using Facebook. We are still using Instagram for employer brand and that does work really well. Um, but we've now just recently moved over to TikTok. Um, one of our, we're part of Prime Global, um, the uh, International Accountancy Association and through that um, another firm Carpenter Box have had great success on, on TikTok recently and the stats are quite incredible. Really? Had a, oh, I've never been on TikTok, I know my children are on it. but <laughs> Yeah, so it's fascinating, they had a couple of viral posts and their hits on their website was incredible, they had higher applications for jobs, um, all their stats just kind of blew up. Mm. Um, over a, a period a period of a few days particular so with the graduate went, side of things was it with the graduate side of things with and with recruitment because it's quite a challenging recruitment market just now mm -hmm. um so we are we are focusing on that um that's that's you know one of our kind of aims for the for the year ahead is to grow our more employer brand on on tiktok so oh, watch cool. the space. yeah yeah and and i've seen you heavy on on linkedin as as well mm -hmm. um which is obviously yeah. working well. Is you doing anything from the distribution perspective, any platforms from a CRM perspective? Yeah, so we're just in the process of implementing HubSpot. Mm -hmm. um, and um, we are hoping you know, that's going to bring all our marketing software under the one roof. Um, and that's going to be a, a big move for us. We're going to have the, the sales hub and the marketing hub. Although I guess my question around that is, or my, you know, potentially concern is that there is a lot more rules and regulations around the use of data um, and I think we'll see a lot more heavy and which you know is good from a consumer perspective mm. and client perspective there's no doubt but it will create challenges around marketing because we won't have access to as much data to allow us to retarget or you know really niche in that niching in could become a little bit more of a, a challenge um because we might not have as much access to as much data to target those people. Okay. So I guess that's just one to watch on the CRM front, I think. Yeah, okay. Um, and lastly, uh, Twitter, you uh, much traction with that? No. No, we're seeing it dropping not, off as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we've actually considered actually just, um, you know, cancelling our, our page. We don't have much interaction there at all. Mm. So no, that's dropping off as well. Yeah, no, we've seen it in our statistics too. So LinkedIn's gone up, Twitter's certainly not mm -hmm. getting anywhere near the amount of engagement. Um, so you know, to keep yourself across all of these trends, is there any ways that you find you're keeping yourself up to date with the, the latest marketing? I, I mean, I try and look across different platforms and obviously talk to people like yourself, but is there anything you're doing that you're finding is keeping your finger on the pulse? Um, a couple of things. So during lockdown, um, my colleague Emily, she Emily Matheson, she's our digital marketing exec. She introduced me to the marketing meetup, 
um, and that's a fantastic community of like-minded marketeers. It's run by Joe Glover and they just have a whole bank of uh, marketing resources, uh, podcasts, videos that you can access, which is brilliant. Um, and also I am a big lover of podcasts and favourite too at the moment is the CEO of the um, Diary of a CEO by Stephen Bartlett okay. um, and um, Dare to Lead by Brinny Brown. So two most recent ones for from um, Stephen Bartlett, one to watch really interesting from a marketing perspective is if I remember the guy's name is Joe Eckbert from CEO of Five Guys Europe. They hardly use any marketing. It's really, really low. Um, mm. So I was fascinated to learn. So it's one to watch. They um, uh, say, a, a, you know, a burger restaurant. Um, yeah. And they use, so it's a really fascinating story. They only, they, they focus on quality assurance and um, secret shoppers. So no mark really low marketing so really interesting um and also rory sutherland he's the author of alchemy he's the other one in diary of a ceo um, and he talks about tesla and apple and all the different techniques that, that they're using just now so those are yeah great podcasts just to learn from experts in their field i think yeah, is, great. is what i kind of binge listen to yeah great great tips uh and i know you're using mydrop's growth hub model which is the the quarterly workshops and you're getting cohorts and communities of clients coming into that and i think you know on your web page you've got some great other mindshop resources such as our diagnostic tools i mean how are you using those with clients and prospects to generate you know leads or, or just use to amplify i guess from a demonstration of um, capability perspective. Yeah, yeah. We use the tools um, within the, the business leader groups, as, as you say. We use them on one-to-one -one coaching um, with our business leader group members. Uh, we use them on strategy days with clients. Um, you know, and and I'd also say more recently, what I've been trying to do at those days is to actually get the clients and the teams that I'm working with to use the tools. So a quick demo of the tools and then get them to use it. And it's amazing how quickly they can use them. And then um, I actually left sort of branded force fields that they could take with to, to their organisation to problem solve on a daily basis. So they could mm. do it without me effectively. And that's kind of, I think, where the magic starts to happen because they can take these tools, embed them in their organisation and just use them on a day-to-day problem-solving basis. So mm. that it's, you know, although you have to get really proficient on them, it's it's pretty remarkable how quickly people can start to use them on a really simple basis and get really amazing results. Yeah, and, and, and having observed you all using them so proficiently, I, that would help from an internal brand perspective that people are actually seeing you doing some great things with clients and seeing the clients getting success and using the diagnostics or participating in the growth hubs, which then obviously accelerates then referrals into the market from a, an advisory perspective as well. Yeah, yeah, and you know we use the tools heavily internally um, at Henderson Logie. We use them for our catch ups, for our strategy days. We had that we had um, tools mentioned at our AGM just mm -hmm. past our full uh, firm wide AGM, and we reference the the tools that are used with clients and using live at an AGM basis as well. So it's throughout throughout the organisation. We absolutely started embedding it internally, I would say, and then it was 
and natural way to, to, to use them then externally um, as yeah. well. And they're used on a daily basis, I would say. Yeah, I think that's part of the, the, the secret source of it all. Um, so, mm-hmm. so finally, what, what would be your key tip to fellow advisors seeking to get more cut through in what is, continues to be an increasingly cluttered market and mm-hmm. going into the, the next 12 months or so? Yeah, I think one of my key tips, one, is that to, to, to do try and build a bit more of your personal brand on, on LinkedIn. There is still a massive opportunity there as a platform. You know, less than 1% of people are posting consistently and the organic reach is still, you know, there is still the organic reach there. There's not that on other platforms like Facebook, Instagram. It's still available there. You know, think about what do you want to be known as? Who do you want to be as the go-to person for, you know, strategic planning days or, you know, whatever it is, whatever your kind of niche is. And as they don't be frightened to niche in on one one go-to area and see how that plays out over a six to 12 month period. I know from the work that I have won, and which is really interesting, is that it has come from referrals but in terms of my proof of capability and, um, and and capability, every single person that I've worked with has referenced one or more posts that I've put on LinkedIn. Yeah, wow. Um, which is just incredible. Interestingly, they have not engaged with those posts, <laughs> but they have, <laughs> but they have definitely seen them and they have recalled them. Um, and when I had a stop, a break in posting. Um, one of the referrers said, are you doing consultancy anymore? Because I haven't seen your post recently. <laughs> so so it's, it's, I, I understand that sometimes it's not for everyone. People have a huge fear of posting. Um, but, you know, do try and build your, 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 your personal brand on LinkedIn. There's still huge opportunities there, I would say, as one method, along with getting speaking gigs, along with um, collaborating with others. That's another really important area. Um, but but do try and work on your personal brand. Now, personal brand, um, I also hear people saying, I don't want to overshare. I don't want to, you know, what am I going to put out there on LinkedIn? But my view is you can't build a personal brand without sharing a little bit of what your, your personal side of you. It's yeah. almost impossible. So bear, bear with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got to be open to that. And um you do. Yeah, so I see. I, I think by the time this podcast goes out, you would have just run the London Marathon. So I, I, knew, I knew that about you. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you I, I'm, yeah, it, I, you I think, uh, yeah, that's a, that'd be a great achievement being able to get through that. So, um, yeah, yeah, that was, that was something you. I learned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, it's good because it's always a conversation starter, if anything. But, um, it helps when people know a little bit about what you're doing doing personally and it just helps you be maybe a little bit more approachable I think that also helps so um, absolutely yeah, if anybody has any questions about any of those things feel free to to to, to drop me a line I'm yeah. happy to help perfect no well Jacqueline thank you so much for sharing all your insights today on all things marketing I think there's you know there's about seven or eight great nuggets that were right throughout that so um, yeah again appreciate your time oh you're welcome thanks uh, uh, thanks for having me no worries